Hello, my name is Davis Bamigwe, and I just started a new program titled Say It, Believe It, Do It, Receive It, and Tell It. In fact, it is SBDRT for short. This program focuses on teaching on the value of speaking God's word, believing God's word, doing God's word, and then receiving God's promises and telling of his faithfulness to as many people that care to listen. This is a playbook that will help you to take advantage of what God's grace has already provided for you. Today's message is titled, Your Words Justify or Condemn You. Let's start. When the Creator made made the mouth, it was meant to be a tool for creation, just like God created by words. This was evidenced by Adam naming all the animals. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 90 to 20, the Bible says, So the Lord God formed out of the ground every animal of the field and every bird of the hair and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called a living creature, that was its name. And the man gave names to all the livestock and to the birds of the hair and to every animal of the field. <laughs> Praise God. Now, if you look at these verses, we see a beautiful picture that we can relate to here. Let me point it out. You notice that God created all things based on what the scripture said, but he left the destiny of those things to the human. God left the destiny of these animals, this livestock, everything in here to the human. Why did I say that? Well, the Bible said God brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called creature, that was his name. Essentially, Adam would say, this one is a goat, this one is a gorilla, this one is a chimpanzee, this one is a snake. And God said, yeah, that's it. Whatever you say is okay by me. Whatever you say is okay by me. So, God expects humans to append destiny to the things that he has created. I'll say that again. God expects you and I to append destiny to the things that he has created. How does he expect us to do that? By naming those things, by calling forth, by issuing decrees, by declaring a name on a thing that we desire. So if I were to ask you now and say, what do you want? And you say, I don't know. Well, and that's exactly what you are going to get because you don't know what you want. But when you know what you want and you begin to say what you want out of your mouth, then you are bringing to reality what God has already created for you. Now, please bear this in mind carefully. God already created. You are bringing them to realization, to manifestation by speaking them out. Your words do not create those things. Those things were already created for you. But your words bring them to you. I hope that makes sense. The Bible says in this scripture that we just read now, that Adam named the animals. And whatever name Adam called the animal, God agreed to it. God did not argue anything with the man. That's quite profound. That essentially tells us the level of authority that God gave to the human race. In your life and in my life, do you know that God has created everything you ever need for this life? In fact, everything you need to reign like God, to act like God, to be like God, has already been created for you before you showed up here. In 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, the Bible says everything we could ever need for life and godliness has already been deposited in us 
by his divine power did you see in this text he's saying it has already been deposited inside of us which means that your good your blessing is not coming from someone outside of you i'll say that again your blessing and your good is not coming from outside of you it's something that you need to what embrace in on the inside of you first which also means that everything you need in this life every skill that you need to succeed everything you need to be a, a great person or a person to d- demonstrate the god likeness in this life is already inside of you everything god placed inside of you already the job is to learn to locate those things and bring them from the inside out as a matter of fact god wants you and i to live from the inside out which means we are not responding to the external stimuli but we are essentially packaging ourselves out from the inside realities that we have embraced in the text we just read now in second peter chapter 1 verse 3 the word godliness that we found in that scripture will also be termed god-likeness which means to be like god which means you can say that everything that we need to reflect god's true nature has already been given to us but how do we get them out we must name these things out of our mouth in order to in order to benefit from them in matthew chapter 12 verse 36 to 37 jesus christ says something profound he said you can be sure of this when the day of judgment comes everyone will be held accountable for every careless word he has spoken your very words will be used as evidence and your words will declare you either innocent or guilty this means your words will determine your destiny what you say is what you are going to get now in the context of matthew chapter 12 however where jesus christ shared his truth i want to underscore a fundamental perspective that will put things in context for you you see in this matthew chapter 12 jesus christ was addressing the pharisees who were attributing the miraculous work of the holy spirit to the work of the devil and jesus christ called them wicked people and that their words that they say the words that they say are functions of their heart what he essentially is saying is that these people are wicked inherently by nature and therefore the words they say like attributing the work of god to the work of satan is evil because it's coming from the heart that is evil the good news for you and i is that as a believer god has given you a new heart your heart is no longer wicked so it is natural for you to speak forth the words now that blesses me so much it means that i'm not under the control of anything of anyone i can choose to speak good good words because i have a good uh, i have a good heart as a matter of fact I, I wrote here in my text no believer should be seen professing negative words no believer should be seen professing negative words it is just contrary to our nature now if you find yourself speaking negative words all the time it is because you have not renewed your mind to the identity that you now have in jesus you have not allowed your heart and your mind to be renewed to the realities of what is already true of you spirit you see very few people know the value of words especially now in the 21st century there's so much negativity so much filth so much so much swearing and the reason for that is because we have not been taught or we have not spent time to learn the value of words you see recently my children went to under school and my daughters came back before they from school i said dad there's so much swearing in that place and i said there are young people 
maybe they live in families in the families where people always swear so they don't know that it is wrong to swear and as i go through this text you realize the importance of choosing the right words over your life if i over your own children over your environment because you will have what you say you see some of us have allowed communications of our lives things that we expose ourselves to to be leading with unbelief how to be living with so much fear and then when we go to prayer and we don't get answers to prayers we wonder how come my prayer didn't get answer well the thing is if your heart is filled with unbelief and fear you will speak unbelief and fear out of your mouth and as you speak out of your mouth because the bible says you get what you what you say what do you expect to get you get unbelief and fear because that is what your heart is leading with and that's what is coming out of your mouth i want to share something with you today that will help you to never say a negative word out of your mouth or if you find yourself saying negative words you can call it back you can call those words back and say no i refuse that and change it the truth the good news with this um, series that we're doing is that you have the power to change the dynamics of what you experience in your life by start saying the things that you want to see in your life now go with me to the book of genesis to look at the life of a man named noah noah was the one that God started the world over with again after God destroyed the world with flood. In fact, the present, the present civilization that we have today is started from Noah and not from Adam. God gave the same blessing he gave to Adam to Noah. In Genesis chapter 9, verse 1 to 2 and in verse 7, in the Amplified Version, the Bible says, And God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. The fear and terror of you shall be instinctive in every animal of the land and in every bird of the air, and together with everything that moves on the ground and with all the fish of the sea, they are given into your hand. As for you, be fruitful and multiply, populate the earth abundantly and multiply it. Notice in this text that God blessed Noah by doing what? By speaking. And one of the blessings of Noah was that God placed the entire earth in his dominion and God mandated him to be fruitful. So you see from this text, that being fruitful and being prosperous was a mandate from God to every human being. There is your clue there. Your clue there for you to know that prosperity is part of your birthright. Being successful is part of your birthright. The God of all creation pronounces blessings on things by speaking. When God created Adam first, God blessed them by saying. God now blessed Noah here by doing what? By saying. So God blessed by saying. It will also surprise you that also God pronounces curses by speaking. When God cursed Satan in the Garden of Eden, how did he do it? He spoke words over Satan. So this tells us if you are going to learn from God, if you are to be emulators of God, you know, it tells us that we should do what? We should issue forth words of blessings from our mouths. Blessings and curses are released by words. I want you to know that in your, in, your, in your book, blessings and curses are released by words. Now, how did Noah go wrong? When God has given this uh, mandate to Noah, when God has told him, you know, he, will, he, he should be fruitful and multiply, uh, multiply and populate the earth, when God has told him that every single animal, every single thing in the, on, the, on, the, on the earth is within his control, how did he go wrong? Well, how did he misuse his authority? Something happened to Noah in Genesis chapter 9, verse 20 to 29. The Bible says here, and I'm going to paraphrase it, I'm going to paraphrase the story. Noah became drunk and was naked in his heart. In his tent, sorry. His second child, Ham, saw Noah and 
naked in this tent <laughs> and to his father's shame told his two brothers when he went outside and told his two brothers the two brothers went to cover their father's nakedness and then when noah woke up he knew that ham had exposed his shame now guess what noah did noah issued a curse over Cana. I don't know why he did that. I don't know why it was Canaan. I don't know why he didn't curse Ham, but he cursed Canaan, who was Ham's child. Now, by speaking, what were the words that he spoke? He spoke these words. He said in Genesis chapter 9, uh, I think it was 25, he says, Cursed be Canaan, the son of Ham, a servant of servants, it shall be to his brothers. He also said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Shem, and let Canaan be his servant. May God enlarge the land of Japheth and let him dwell in tents of Shem, and let Canaan be his servant. You see, from these words, Noah pronounced curses over what? Over who? Over Ham. Uh, over over uh, Ham's son, rather, over Canaan. And he said, Canaan will be a servant to Shem. These words, incidentally, were fulfilled by God himself many centuries later. The Canaanites, who are the offsprings of Canaan, were actually driven out of their land by the Israelites who were and who are the offsprings of Shem. So the Israelites came from Shem, the Canaanites came from Canaan, and now God gave the land of Canaan to the Israelites and essentially given to the land to, to Shem. So which fulfilled the Noahic curse curses upon Ham. Noah declared that Canaan would be a servant to Shem, and that is what exactly happened. I find it incredible that by the words we speak, we get to write our tickets with God. We can even affect the generations to come by the words we speak. Why is it? Because we are gods. God has made us like himself. As gods, and he has said to us, you will have what you say. In the book of Numbers chapter 14, verse 28, Jesus Christ, uh, God said to the children of Israel, he said to, he told Moses to tell the children of Israel and said, say to them, as I live, says the Lord, just what you have spoken in my hearing, I will most certainly do to you. I want you to get this truth. As co-creator with God, your mouth was not meant to say anything that you don't want to experience. I'll say that again. As co-creator with God, your mouth was not meant to say anything that you do not want to experience. Words make us or break us. Words heal us or make us sick. Words destroy us or make us full of life, happiness, or health. Like Noah, what was spoken many years before, can be brought to reality years later. Because we often don't see the instant manifestation of what we have said with our mouths, many people are so undisciplined with the words that they say. But the Bible teaches that if you, can, if you cannot control what you say, you might as well pack up your religion and throw it out. You know, James chapter 1 verse 26 in the Passion Translation says, if someone believes that they have a relationship with God, but they fail to guard their words, then their religion is shallow and empty in fact the bible says their heart is already drifting away when you say words contrary to what god says you will never get what god wants you to get it's just that simple so what is the way out i've got three things i want to talk about here in terms of way out number one psalm 141 verse 3 says god give me grace to guard my lips from speaking what is wrong in fact other translation says set a watch over my mouth oh lord <laughs> that's a good prayer to pray don't you think in fact the text in this septuagint reads set a fortress door before my lips think about that a fortress door 
a fortress is a place that is in, impenetrable yes it set a fortress door before my lips think about that this matter is so vitally important that the psalmist says to god please god help me to shut my mouth up <laughs> by the way god did exactly that for zechariah though there's a man named zechariah in the book of luke chapter 1 verse 20 is he was the father of john the baptist when the angel of god came to tell him about the goodness of god uh, what god was going to do for his wife even though they were they were far past the age of childbearing god knew that zechariah was a was a bad talker let's put it that way he doesn't speak right and god said you know what this guy your mouth is going to be shut until this boy is born god by grace shut the mouth of zechariah so that he would not upset the plan that god has for him and his wife so you can say pray that prayer for yourself and say god give me the grace to shut my mouth when it's gonna hurt me you know you can do that you see many people believe that god is omnipotent right and i believe that but have you ever considered that you can limit God's movement and God's doing in your life by what you constantly say out of your mouth, especially when those things contradict His promises? God will not side with your unbelief. It is imperative to know that we can definitely limit God. Look, in the book of Psalm 78, verse 42 to 41, the Bible says that the people limited God by their grumblings. Read, listen to what it says. It says, how many times they rebelled in their desert days, how they grieved him with their grumblings. See, they grieved God with their grumblings. Again and again, they limited God. Hear that? They limited God, preventing him from blessing them. They prevented God from blessing them. How? Because of their grumblings, because of words of negativity coming out of, out of their mouth. The Bible says, continually they turn back they turn back from him and provoke the Holy One of Israel. Your tongue must be put in check, my brother. Your tongue must be put in check, my sister. See, James chapter 3, verse 1 to 10 gives us further reasons why we should hold our tongues in check. It says, if we can control our tongues, then we can control our lives. James chapter 3, verse 2 says, we all fail in many areas, but especially with our words. Yet, if we are able to breathe the words we say, we are powerful enough to control ourselves in every way. And that means our character is mature and fully developed. I want you to think about this scripture very carefully. He's saying, if you are able to bridle the words that come out of your mouth, you are powerful enough to control yourself in every way, which means when you can control your tongue, you can control your entire life in every direction, whether it's in your finances, raising up your children, dealing with your wife, you know, going to school, being a great student, you know, be a great employee or an employer. You can basically control your entire life by the words you speak if you can control the words coming out of your mouth. Now, listen, in this same text, Babu used two illustrations to buttress the gravity of what is being said here. The first thing it, it used it used was saying it was using horses. It says, as powerful as horses are, they can be controlled by bits and bridle in their mouths. What he's saying here is that you see, if you go to a, a, a racing horse, a, a, a race, a race, um, the horse race rather, and you see this horse with a lot of strength and running and running and running, you can literally control this mighty, mighty animal, this strong animal, by putting bits and bridle his mouth essentially that's it that's basically what, it, what he's talking about if you can control your life as strong as you may be you can control your life if you want to control your mouth control your life control your mouth control your life control your mouth and then you can control your life then it used another illustration about ships you see this mighty ship you know that is you know this this beast on the ocean the beast on the ocean is controlled and directed by its rudder 
what he's saying is as big as mighty a ship is a ship can be controlled by the things that turns it your tongue as small as it is can control your destiny james says your tongue carries great power that can release a fire that can burn throughout the course of human existence today when i was reading this scripture i was pondering on it i was thinking what is he really trying to say and then let me tell you what i got from here he's saying your tongue you can use your tongue to set a fire that passes through successive generations rolling on like wheels that is actually a septuagint in interpretation of that particular verse which means the words you speak can affect generations to come even your children that are yet unborn so you have to be wise to choose your words wisely number two step that i want to give us today on this is choose words now since god you've asked god to to, to shut your mouth up if you're going to say words that are not okay second thing is choose words that choose words that bring healing and grace to you and to others in proverbs chapter 15 verse 4 the bible says when you speak healing words you offer others fruit from the tree of life but unhealthy negative words do nothing but crush their hopes Colossians chapter 4 verse 6 says, Let every word you speak be drenched with grace and tempered with truth and clarity. That's what God wants you to do. Choose words. But how do you choose those words? Anytime you're tempted to say words that are wrong, pause. Count five backwards. Like five to one backwards. Pause. Just that momentary pause that you are going to put in there would change everything for you. It means that before, before you start you know vocalizing words out of your mouth without thinking them through think about what the what you want to say before you say them just a simple breathing exercise or counting down will help you to be able to say the right words instead of saying words that come to you the first time all right the third step which is the last step here is stay away from perverse communication when we use the word perverse communication here we're talking about everything and anything that will feed your mind contrary to the images that god wants you to keep there you know so if you're constantly looking at watching movies or watch or listen to mess music that are filling you filling your heart with fear or you're going to church possibly where they don't preach the gospel they preach about the law and you are totally filled with fear guess what is going to happen because that is what you fill your heart with the, the things the communication that is coming to your heart whether through whether visually or through auditory receptacle what's going to happen is those images will go into your heart and ultimately they will flow out of your mouth remember the bible says out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks which means you can when you speak you're speaking from what is already stored in your heart so when i say stay away from perverse communication i'm saying to you get away from anything that can contaminate you or that can put a different image in your heart because if you don't those images will flow out of your mouth and those and the words you speak will determine what you are going to get all right i hope that makes sense Ephesians chapter 5 verse 4 says guard your speech forsake obscenities and worthless insults these are nonsensical words that bring disgrace and are unnecessary instead let worship fill your heart and spill out in your words that's impressive worship worship will fill your heart and that worship will spill out in your words you can see now that in the heart is settled and in the mouth is spoken 
Okay, Mark 11.23 in the King James Version says, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. In this scripture, we see the word say four times. Jesus Christ says, says started and saying for verily i say unto you just like saying i say unto you just like saying to us that i say unto you an eternal truth whosoever shall say number one saying unto a particular mountain be removed you mountain be removed and be cast into the sea and shall not that in his heart you know the image he has in his heart does not contradict what he's saying out of his mouth but person that person believes that he shall, he shall that those things which he has said shall come to pass that second saying you shall have whatsoever he says so that is where we got the word you shall have whatsoever you say from you shall have whatsoever you say your words will justify you your words will also condemn you you can have what you say so what will you say today let's go through our sbdrt shall we the first thing is say it say these things with me by my words i shall be justified i know that i shall have whatsoever i say I shall have the words that I speak. Therefore, I speak words full of life, words full of happiness, words full of health. I speak words that make rather than words that break. I always have what I say. B is for believe it. Meditate on what you learned today in this text, especially how our words can limit God in our lives. Do it. Choose three positive words today. And use those words to describe people and things in your life. Remember, words give destiny to things and people. Remember, you shall have what you say. So when you choose these three, three positive words, you are using that to create a new thing in your life that possibly you don't have before. Receive it. By faith, believe. These things which you have spoken out of your mouth are already in motion and they are already yours. Finally, tell it. Today, spend the day just being grateful to God in advance of the things that you are going to receive from Him. All right, that's it for today. Thank you very much for listening, and I'll speak to you tomorrow.